Thank you, Janine. Welcome back. It's nice to have you back. I have one more announcement this morning. Uh, it's cardigan season, officially. <laughs> it's time. What a difference a week makes, right? Uh, this week feels much better outside. Uh, grateful to the fact that it actually starts to almost feel like fall. Uh, this week, like Janine talked about, uh, we're continuing a conversation that we started last week about being intentional this fall to step back into community, uh, back into the life-giving rhythms of practicing our faith together, making sure we don't get stuck in the COVID groove. I got stuck in the COVID groove. Anybody else get stuck in the COVID groove? You know, we had to do so much reimagining of our community rhythms during the pandemic you know, and had to scale so many of those opportunities back because you can only do so much on Zoom in one day. <laughs> we don't want to get stuck in the COVID way of life. And so it's our ministry focus this fall uh, to resurrect, to be resurrecting community. Uh, to experience the new life, the new joy, the new energy that God has for us as we take some intentional steps forward. Uh, last week, we spent some time with what that can look like in our Sunday morning time here together. Janine talked a little bit about that in announcements, but man, we had so much fun rotating around to different parts of the campus, hearing about different ministry areas and ways to be involved and help build into what God is doing here in this season. Uh, thank you to those of you who signed up to invest in our worship ministry, uh, to work with our kids and students and be a part of our hospitality teams. Shout out to Paul Didiankin, who made the coffee this morning. First time on that. Thank you, Paul. Quick reminder, again, uh, that if you'd like more information on those teams, you can find it at highway.org serve. Uh, I learned so much from our staff team. They learned me so many things. Uh, they taught me that DEFCON 5 is actually the lowest level of the DEFCONs. Did you know this? It's not DEFCON 1. Uh, so if you're in an emergency, if it's the most dire and urgent situation that it can be, it's DEFCON 1 not DEFCON 5. Just wanted to share that information with you. Uh, they also taught me that if you're reading a web address out loud, you don't say backslash. It's just slash, but not this slash. <laughs> you got to have a gratuitous Guns N' Roses picture every once in a while. Uh, last week, we spent some time around the Sunday gathering, and this week we want to look at how to step back into community outside of Sunday mornings. And look, this is 100% serious. I like y'all. I really do. Relationships are really important and friendships are so meaningful, but they're not the only reason why community is a core value here at Highway. It's because community is vital to loving God and loving others. We weren't meant to do those things alone. Community sustains us it's where we get to put what it means to follow Jesus into practice. And the New Testament is full of Jesus and Peter and Paul and pretty much anyone who wrote anything that's in there giving these really strong encouragements, you know, what we would call imperatives about how to express our faith through how we live in community. And all these verses that have the phrase, one another. Uh, be, because community is where our faith ceases to be just like an intellectual construct, uh, you, you know, tenets of belief, you know, pieces of theology or a worldview, and it becomes tangible. It, it becomes touchable. It becomes experienced. It, it's where all of the one another verses in Scripture get lived out. Listen to just a few. Love one another in John 13. Be devoted to one another in Romans 12. 
Honor one another above yourselves, also Romans 12. Live in harmony with one another, also, also Romans 12. Build up one another, Romans 14, 1 Thessalonians 5. Accept one another, Romans 15. Admonish one another, Romans 15 and Colossians 3. Care for one another, 1 Corinthians 12. Serve one another, Galatians 5. Bear one another's burdens, Galatians 6. Forgive one another. Be patient with one another, Ephesians 4 and Colossians 3. Be kind and compassionate to one another, Ephesians 4. Submit to one another, Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 5. Look to the interests of one another, Philippians 2. Bear with one another. Teach one another, Colossians 3. Comfort one another. Encourage one another, 1 Thessalonians 5. Exhort one another, Hebrews 3. Stir up one another to love and good works, Hebrews 10. Employ the gifts that God has given us for the benefit of one another, 1 Peter 4. Clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, 1 Peter 5. Pray for one another. Confess your faults to one another, James 5. And I left some out. Community is where our faith moves out of our minds and into our hands. It's where it's expressed in our lives. Community is vital to loving God and loving others. And we say it every week in the welcome that at Highway we believe as followers of Jesus we're called to live as missionaries in our neighborhoods, schools, workplaces, and among the least of these. And community plays a vital role in that. As we reset into the fall, we want to invite you to step into community outside of just Sunday morning because Sunday can't do everything. You know, I wish it could. Uh, that would be super tidy and efficient. Uh, but community is usually messy uh, and a little inconvenient. And I think that's part of how God works in us through it. And so today I want to outline what some of those opportunities are and then actually get the chance to hear from folks who are a part of these different groups just for some honest talk about the logistical challenges that all of us are trying to navigate and, and also what those groups do that Sunday can't and how God's at work in them. And we've got a fancy new page on our website, highway.org slash groups. Thank you, Jake Dodson, for all the website work the, uh, these last couple weeks. It's been really great. Uh, on there, you'll find information about all the groups at Highway that, one, meet on a regular basis, and two, breathe life into our walk with Jesus and help us grow in love for God and for each other and for our neighbors. We're building out also in there a space for groups that just like to enjoy doing things together, uh, cycling groups board game groups, that sort of thing. But for right now, uh, this is the focus of that page. I uh, would love to encourage you to go check that out. Uh, and I want to outline quickly what the different types of groups are uh, because we've got a couple, and just to help it be clear. Uh, one type of group that we have is formation groups. And these are a place uh, where immersion in the life of Jesus through the Gospel of Mark is paired with spiritual practices and a pursuit of ways to live as embodied blessings in the neighborhoods, schools, workplaces, and among those in need around us. There's a two-year arc to those groups. They are wonderful. That's formation groups. Uh, we also have Bible study groups that are a unique place at Highway where love for the scriptures crosses paths with curiosity, open inquiry, and room for doubts, all in an environment of friendship. Those are our Bible study groups. And then we have small groups, which each have a specific value or focus to help guide both the content, which is the focus of the group, and the context, which is the demographics of the group. As we seek God's wisdom 
for living faithfully in the world today. Examples of that would be we've got a high school-specific small group. Uh, we've got a group committed to pursuing God's heart for racial justice. And uh, we've got the missional book groups that Jake has led, as well as a brand new women's book group that is starting this week, uh, working through a book called Good Enough, 40-ish Devotionals for a Life of Imperfection. Uh, that group will be hosted by Marlene Heckert at her home in Sunnyvale on Thursday nights. You can find more information on that group and all of the groups that we've talked about on highway.org groups. Uh, we'd love to get you connected to a group this fall if you're not already in one. Uh, Danielle Cannon and I will be back at the welcome table after the service uh, with some iPads to walk you through the website uh, and answer uh, any questions that you might have, talk about the different groups that we've got available. I've been excited for this next part, like all day. It's what all this, you know, extra furniture on the stage is for, as we're, you know, making our best in a small space up here. I'm thankful nobody's actually tripped so far. That's great. Uh, we'll see what happens here in just a moment. Uh, I've been excited for this next part all day. Like, you can hear me say this stuff over and over and over again, but I wanted to let you all hear from folks that are a part of these groups uh, for some real talk around the different hurdles that we sometimes run into as we want to be a part of one, as well as how God is at work through them. Would you help me give a warm welcome to our panel this morning? Panelists, come on up. Welcome, everybody. Uh, let's do this. Can we slide this, the stools around that direction? Ooh, this is the tall stool. This was the short straw. Ironic, because it's the tall stool. I'll sit on this one. Jamie, you're in the chair. Thanks. Here's the microphones. Uh, what I'd love to ask you all to do is just take a minute, uh, introduce yourself, and then share what kind of groups you've been a part of at Highway before we hop into our first question. I have a microphone I'm next to David, so I'll just go. Yeah, just start. <laughs> uh, I'm Lisa, and I'm a co-leader of the aforementioned high school group that meets uh, every other Friday. I'm Marlene Heckert, and I've been involved in a community group here at Highway for about seven years. Wait, are you the Marlene Heckert that's yes. leading the book group that's starting yes. this week? It is true. It's almost like that was on purpose. No. Almost. Yeah. Thanks, Marlene. Yeah. Hi, I'm Nicole Wong. I've been, I think, in five different groups and starting to come to Highway in 2012. Right now, my family participates in the Gudans Intergenerational Group. Hi, I'm uh, Jamie. Um, I've been, I guess, uh, relatively new here. Um, been going to Highway for about a year. Uh, I'm at the uh, men's group, um, or formation group uh, that meets on Wednesdays, and then the racial uh, justice group as well. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Uh, so many of us uh, have a value for being a part of these groups. It's also hard to make happen in daily life, navigating personal schedules, if there's kids, kids' schedules on top of that, um, and just kind of figuring out how to make it all work. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, what some of the challenges are that you've had to navigate to be a part of a group, and then any advice or creative solutions uh, you have or that your groups come up with that you can offer us. I would say um, childcare was definitely an obstacle for our group in the beginning, and so we chose Sunday afternoons, like four o'clock, we would meet here and we had um, childcare uh, for our, our little people. And then we would meet for about an hour and a half and then we would all gather together for a meal in A1. And it was, and then the kids would come and we'd all have like a family meal together and we traded off um, 
bringing the potluck. Nice. Uh, so that worked out really well for us during that season. Thanks, Marley. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest challenge for a lot of us is just making time to get there. So um, when we had our son, my parents offered to babysit for two hours. And that let my husband and I go on our first date night. And we decided our first date night would be to go to community group. And then um, after that, we did bring my son. Uh, but it was nice to have some time alone and just like grown up conversations and like focus on us and our spiritual growth. Um, and then now our son is in first grade. He has, um, we, he has school on Friday. So, um, and then my husband and I have jobs where we have meetings with our teams and our clients who are in Asia. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. And so it became a really big challenge. Um, and I just really appreciate how our community group has um, like helped people stay involved. Like we even rejiggered our schedule. So when we started going to community group, it was on Tuesday. And then someone in our community group was elected to be a highway shepherd and shepherds me on Tuesday. So the group decided let's all switch to Thursday so we can continue growing together. And then a couple of weeks ago, my husband said, this year has been super stressful for us. Like our health is taking a toll. We can't do all of this anymore. So would you consider switching to Friday or Saturday or Sunday? So right now we're testing out Friday so we can all still continue to come and be fully engaged. Mm. Thanks, Nicole. Um, one thing I guess that was maybe just a little bit of a barrier for me is sometimes it's just you get busy and you feel tired and just a little, you know, like, ah, like, I don't want to be on Zoom for another chunk of time. Uh, and the days, I would say, I, I'm not necessarily a creative solution to this, but the, the days in which like, we felt that, but then decided, oh, like, let's just join in um, and, and show up. And uh, it, those were very uh, life-giving times um, because it's one of those things where you get people that will empathize with you and will help like, go through those struggles with you and pray for you most importantly. And, and that's really uh, some things I've found has just been like a, a nice, uh, oh yeah, like we should go because you know rather than draining, it will fill you up um, throughout the week, so. Uh, my biggest obstacle has also been childcare. I have an almost two and a four-year-old, um, and so evenings and bedtime routines are still very much a thing. Um, but because I'm in the high school group, this is something that it just works out in this stage of life that my husband and I aren't in this group together. And so we can just kind of slightly shuffle our routine. Like I'll put the toddler down a little bit earlier so that I can put her down, and then I'll be slightly late to high school group, which Richie is fine with, and then my husband can handle the preschooler. So. Just minor adjustments to our regular routine has made it doable, um, and especially when this is a group that, you know, Donnie and I don't feel like we have to be in together. This is a way that he supports the ministry by supporting me being in the ministry. Um, so that's been really helpful. Thanks, Lisa. What I'm hearing from all of you is that there's a value for adaptation within the group to find ways to make it work for everybody. <laughs> to be there. And so I hope that's an encouragement for y'all. Uh, if figuring out the logistics has been a challenge, uh, you know, these are uh, groups where each person and each situation is considered, uh, you know, and there's, and there's room and space to change nights if they're, if, yeah, and all, all that sort of stuff. So I uh, hope that that maybe, uh, one, just helps you feel like everybody's trying to figure this stuff out. Uh, and two, uh, we, we, find ways to, we find ways to make it work uh, and that sort of thing. The second question I wanted to ask you all uh, is, what do you get from the group experience uh, that you can't replicate on a Sunday morning? 
like how, how does that group experience uniquely uh, fuel or form your spiritual life? I can go because it feels like completely different things that we get from Sunday and Friday uh, for the students, even compared to Wednesday and Friday. So our student ministries meet on Wednesdays as well, because not only is Sunday not enough, then we also have Wednesday. But last year when we started this small group, it was in part because we made youth group 6th to 12th grade. Um, and there's a lot of life that happens in 6th to 12th grade and a lot of changes. And so we wanted Friday to be a space where we could really go deeper and share more of our lives and go deeper in questions just as older students. Um, and it has been such a gift. Last year, at the beginning of the year, we had the students write out all the questions that they had. And we spent the whole year just going through their questions. Um, and that space allowed us time to just hang out and connect about their week, but then also to go way deeper in what does it mean really to be a Christian as a teenager, right? I think we all ask this in different contexts. I ask that as a parent or as an employee, and they're asking that as high schoolers. And so that context-specific small group is a space where we can say, what does it mean to be followers of Jesus in our school, in our workplaces, right? The thing that we say every Sunday. And so um, we were able to go deeper and explore those questions, and it's not a teaching time. Everyone is contributing um, in a really unique way that's just totally different than Sunday or even Wednesday for us as students. Um, and so that has been really rich um, and a huge gift, I think, for me as well as for the students. One, one of the things that uh, just sort of echoing the being able to go deeper into specific subjects uh, with the uh, group that's exploring what racial justice looks like, um, you know, these are like some big topics that take a long time to digest and sort of tease apart and really just sort of figure out what your understanding is. Um, and so I think, you know, that is like one of the, the nice things about this is that there is um, you know, a safe space to come as you are and say, like, I have questions about this, or I don't know, like, what does this mean, or what do these terms mean, um, and really sort of wrestle with those um, in a way that, you know, people are all, like, learning together and trying to dive deep and sort of untangle this mess of, like, a, you know, a bigger problem that might be important to, um, you know, where you are at in life now. Yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Um, another way our group has been able to go deeper together is um, just really being vulnerable about all of the ups and especially the downs that happen in life. So there's so many different um, members of our groups who have loved ones who are wrestling with depression, dementia, death, that's part of the process. And we're able to share about that and really pray for each other, not just that night, but check in throughout the week. Um, and then even when we see each other here on Sundays, check in about how how is your loved one, um, or whatever it is. And we also talk about all the drama that all of us face in the workplace and layoffs and job hunting. And so like being able to form that really authentic relationship with people so you can go through all of life's challenges together and feel supported has been amazing. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah, to bounce off of, <clears throat> bounce off of that, um, one of the things I've loved about our community group is we've done um, <clears throat> story sharing and Highway provides these story prompts that are really great just to really dig into each other's lives. And um, the way they're crafted is it's you spend a lot of time writing them out and thinking through different sort of prompts and um, sharing more of your life story and your testimony in a unique way. And that just really creates um, an atmosphere of authenticity and going deeper beneath the surface. Whereas at church, you know, I get so distracted by my 
six-year-old, you know, pulling me to get her a hot chocolate. I can barely have a conversation. So community group is vital for me because I crave deep discussion and, and getting to know people. Um, and then I've also learned things about my husband, Carl, at these groups where, you know, you know, authentic conversation at home is hard to come by at night. So um, it just creates an environment where, okay, here we are. We have an hour. Let's do this and let's, you know, go deeper with one another and support each other, so. Awesome, thanks Marlene. Yeah. Last question for our panelists. Uh, a story of a way God's been at work uh, in you or through your group, through being a part of a shared journey together. I can kick us off. Um, so when my husband and I were newlyweds, we were in the Young Married community group led by Pastor Dean Smith and his wife Diane. And um, my husband and I had a fight over something silly. And like eight years later, we don't remember what it is. I asked him yesterday. But we, I do remember that we were both you know, unsettled by it. So we talked to Dean about it, and he assured us this is just the normal process of two people becoming one. And he said, this is what I'm going to do for you. At our community group next week, the icebreaker question will be, what is the silliest thing you have fought with your spouse over? And it was just so amazing hearing eight other couples, all who've been together much longer than us, talking and laughing about the silly things that happened on their honeymoon and like moving in, decorating their house, whatever it may be, shopping. Um, and it was amazing how something that small could really help normalize what we're going through and contextualize it um, and then lift our spirits. And like all those other couples really encouraged us whether or not they knew it, right? And so that's part of the community group. It helps you, just like with all the things we hear in society, now it's more normal to talk about mental health struggles or um, like IVF or miscarriages, but decades ago, even just years ago, that was a little taboo. And so the community group can be your safe space to realize you're not only going through this and spiral into like doubt and guilt and shame about it, but other people are going through it too and they've come out on the other side or you can journey through this together. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that with not a specific story, but I think one of the things that I've just loved about the Friday space is seeing uh, all of us really make connections in new ways, like connecting the dots of different pieces that we've talked about and kind of the different aspects of our lives or our faith and putting all those together. Um, and to what Nicole was saying about the safe space, I've seen students be able to ask questions and even share some of their thoughts and opinions that you know, sometimes you see a little bit of hesitation of like, can I say this or is this okay to say? And then somebody else says, me too, or yeah, I've wondered that. Or, and then there's, there's growth and depth and that happens just through that ability to talk about things that you can't talk about very easily. Um, and I think I'll say even just for me personally, there have been so many times that I'm like, it is Friday night, I am so tired. I don't really want to go right now. I just want to stay home and like watch something on TV. And yet I go and every single time it is life-giving. Every single time I come home and I say, I'm so glad I went. Uh, it doesn't matter if we had this profound conversation or if we just hung out. Um, it's life-giving just to be together. And I experience God through that space. Um, even as a leader with students, I think every single time I think I'm just so tired and then I come home more energized. Um, so my story, it's kind of one where I actually, I don't think I was at the particular uh, formation group that um, this happened. Um, and this is uh, a nice thing. I go uh, to a Wednesday night group uh, with David uh, and uh, my wife Kim. And um, I was out on business travel, I think. But this was at the same time where she had 
started a new job and was going through a lot of struggles um, of just like, this is a new environment and like I'm dealing with some very opinionated people. Um, and there uh, like was a point in time in the group where they were just like, you know, hey, like, it seems like you're, you're feeling down and out. Like, can we just everybody pray for you at this time? Um, and, you know, I heard that story and I was just like, uh, one, like, so encouraged by the fact that even though, you know, I was away and I couldn't help support my family, uh, we still had this community sort of around us, bolstering us and lifting us up and praying for us and like working through uh, some of those struggles together. And so, yeah, I, I think it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I couldn't be there at that time, but we had just like a strong group uh, that was with us and was there for, for us there, so, yeah. I think when I joined, when this community group formed, I was kind of on the tail end of this infertility loss struggle for a few years. And um, they got to experience a miracle and um, celebrate with me. So they saw, I think, some of my anxiety as I was starting in in the group. And then they also got to celebrate God's complete gift. So Katie Joy, if you see her, she's the miracle baby. But... Um, yeah, I, I, we we walk through some pretty hard things. We've had you know a lot of loss. Um, we've had parents die. We've had cancer. We've had all sorts of things have entered the group, and we don't shoulder that burden alone. When you're in a community group, you you carry it with each other. So that's I, I can't imagine going through life without you know, fellow believers alongside me. So yeah. thank you, Marlene. Can we thank our panelists this morning? Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you, Marlene Heckert, who's starting a book group <laughs> this Thursday, as a matter of fact. We'll, uh, I'll uh, invite the band to come back up and maybe help me rearrange the furniture on the stage uh, as we finish this time. Uh, you know, uh, like I said earlier, community uh, is vital to our walk with Jesus. Uh, it sustains us in the journey of loving God and loving others. Uh, it's inconvenient and it's messy at times. There's hurdles to overcome. There's obstacles to navigate. But it's so worth it. Uh, the really beautiful stuff of life and faith happens uh, when we share that journey together. Uh, and so we really do want to be intentional to set that invitation out to you this fall. Uh, to join uh, one of our group experiences. Uh, we'd love to talk to you at the welcome table after the service, or you can head to the site, highway.org groups. We'd love to help get you connected to one of those. Let me pray for us, and then we'll continue in our time together in worship. God, we thank you uh, that you knew us and loved us enough to make us and, and wired in a way that we didn't want to do this alone. Uh, God, I pray for uh, all the folks in this room, uh, for my friends, uh, for my church family. Uh, God, would you give us your eyes and your vision for what community life can be? Uh, we've had to adjust and adapt so much in the last two and a half years, maybe we've forgotten a little bit. Um, God, I pray that you would give us your eyes, your heart, your vision uh, for the way that you're calling us to live uh, our faith uh, with each other. Uh, the gift that is not just to ourselves, but to those around us. 
the way that you can use that to communicate to our neighbors, to our coworkers, to our fellow students and classmates, uh, even our city, uh, what you're like, what you care about. God, would you give us your vision for community this fall? We love you and we pray these things in and for your name.